WhatsApp details daily. This podcast is brought to you by our mates at Auto Fiber Australia, so providing the world's finest microfiber right here in Australia. As a professional detail, it's so important not only to use real high quality products, but also real fine quality towels as well. I never thought too much into the microfiber, but once I started using and to test out the auto fiber range, I really noticed the difference in efficiency and I'm getting better results and the towels last way longer. The Scrub Ninjas, coating applicators, drying towels are just some of the products I use and they're well worth the money. So make an order today and use the code 15DDUP and get 15% off and they'll even throw in a free product. So head over to autofiber.com.au or check them out on Instagram, Autofiber Australia. Thanks. Welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast, the place for everything auto detailing in Australia right now. Here's your host, Dale Guthrie. G'day and welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Dale Guthrie. We're back into it. Um, going pretty good lately, so um, hope everyone's uh, enjoying the episodes of late and um, we're putting out some uh, some good ones. So, yeah, and hope everyone's keeping busy as well so that that's uh, the way to be in this game. Um, speaking of quality, uh, I've got a ripper one today. We've um, been chatting for a while and we finally aligned some times. Um, he's all the way from... Uh, Perth in WA, so um, yeah, without talking anymore, I'll introduce Johnny from Benzene's Detailing from Perth. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, it's awesome. It's um, We finally aligned, and um, I know you're a busy man as well, and what you do, and yeah, it's been good. Good to get you on. Yeah, yeah. Been looking forward to it. Been liking what we've, I've, what I've been listening to anyway, so it's... Uh, um, so it's good to have a chat about, uh, you know, about what we love to do. So yeah, happy yeah. to be here. You're pretty well known over in WA <clears throat> from what I, I've heard of from a few people. You're very well known in what you do. Yeah, I hope it's all good stuff. <laughs> no, it, is. <laughs> it is. I think probably from when I spotted you, um, like we were just talking about before, like the way, you, like we always talk about shop setups and how clean it is and yeah, your photos and shop just it stood out online there when I was looking one day and I'm like, Faro, who's this bloke? And um <laughs> yeah, I had a chat to a couple others over there and yeah, they, they definitely knew of you and yeah, you're pretty well known. Oh, so cool. it's good. That's always so it's uh, nice to know that you're appreciated by your peers as well, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so you've been around a bit, Johnny, you've been detailing for a while, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean I've been here um, in Rangara, um, in this workshop for about, oh, it's coming on nine to ten years now. But if you want to go back about, you know, from where we started, it all obviously started like as, as a kid, you know what I mean? So, you know, cleaning the parents' cars and and uh, trying to keep them, you know, keep them looking good. And we've always had, um, you can probably just, you can't see it obviously on the, on the podcast, but I've got my dad's car behind me. This is like... So I was probably 10 when, um, so we've always had like a muscle car or a street machine in the family. So it's always been, obviously as a kid, you can't sort of work on them too much, you know. So cleaning them and detailing them is the only the only thing I could do. So I was always into doing that and and um, obviously getting, then you get your license and you, you stuff around with your own cars and detailing them and, I was always like, you know, apprentice wages, you don't get much money, so you can't spend too much money on the cars, but you can always afford some some detailing stuff. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, it's all stemmed from, from you know, um, from my childhood, I suppose, to, to now, you know. What, um, did you say you were an apprentice, were you? Have you done an apprenticeship? Yeah, so so going back, I was uh, when I left school, I did a um, I started an apprentice as a mechanic because um, I was always obviously mechanically minded. Um, I was supposed to go to TAFE and do a diploma of building, but 
I couldn't sit in a in a classroom for another four or five years. So Dad said you got to go get a job. So I did that. Um, but just circumstances, uh, uh, you know, the my employer wasn't very very nice, and I sort of just at that age where I was still a bit raw, I, I didn't you know take to it too well. So I. Um, couple of mates were plasterers so I went and joined them and um, <clears throat> did uh, did some plastering or uh, texture coating and then I ended up, I ended up um, doing that for about uh, four or five years and um, it was getting to the point where um, uh, I had a, I was going to get married and I needed to buy a house, so I needed to find a job that um, – because that was all subcontracting. It was hard to get loans and stuff like that. So another mate of mine was working at a furniture company, actually just around the corner from where I am now. And um, I just started fresh again. I went into the, into the dispatch of, of this furniture company. Um, they made Australian-made furniture. Um then we just worked my way up. I ended up being, to cut a long story short there, I, I, I went from being in the dispatch to, um, well, in the middle of that, I shouldn't leave out, I had cancer. So I was in dispatch there. I had cancer, um, which hit me for, for, for a six for about a year. That was about 2006. And then um, because I wasn't physically probably well enough to go back into the the dispatch side where we were physically lifting tables and, and doing a lot of physical work. They just threw me upstairs, you know, um, answering phones and doing some clerical work until I got back to some full strength. But I just grew from there. I ended up, um, you know, two or three years later, I ended up running the whole um, international division of the company. So I was flying to China every uh, six weeks, um, and just managing the logistics and all the product development for our international program. So, yeah, I did that um, for a few years. And then, I mean, I, the reason you probably say furniture and cars is like a bit, you know, a <laughs> bit left field, but it, it, was, a, it was more of the, um, the people around that business. They all became like family. They were really close. My mate was working there. My boss ended up, you know, christening my daughter and stuff. So it was a, it was a bit of a family, and I learned, I learned a lot there on the business side of things, which has really helped me on, you know, come into when I was coming into my own. So it just got to the point where, because I'm not passionate about furniture or anything like that, um, I started to think, you know, I'm still probably early thirties at this point. Um, you know, if I can't, if I want to do something for myself, you know, I'm probably going to make some moves now. And because I was in logistics and obviously I'm into cars, um, the dollar was good back then. Um, a lot of people were importing, um, cars from the States and stuff. Um, I thought I could use my skills as, you know, in the logistics side of things to maybe just bring some cars in and see if I can flip them and, and see, how, see what I can do from there. So, um, yeah, I sort of rolled the dice, took a massive gamble, and um, I said to my, my boss at the time, I said, look, this is what I want to do. And he gave, me my, he gave me his blessing to sort of look, you know, it's something you're, you know, you're obviously passionate about. So, but I needed more funds so even though i was working there and i sort of had a steady wage and that i really needed something where i could be flexible um with work but still make some good money and and try and do these things so i actually went back to plastering um and then i sort of um subcontracted for a bit and then i just i just said um i ran my own business so i just worked for myself so i just had myself to worry about then I knew I could. Um, I knew I could say work three or four days a week doing that, earn some money, you know, work on these cars and see what I can do. So, in that sort of time frame where I went back to plastering, 
Um, I bought the, bought the shop. Um, my cousin's a financial advisor, so gave me a few tips and tricks how I could sort of do it sooner rather than later, which was really helpful. Um, I probably couldn't have done it if I didn't know those sort of things. And um, so, yeah, so the idea was to, to – I started a business called Elite Muscle Cars. So the idea was to buy cars, parts from the States, and then obviously, you know, um, sell them on here. So my first – I think the first one I did, I did a couple of Camaros. I did a couple of C10s. And then we were doing a lot of stuff in billet specialties at the time. But this is where the detailing side comes in because <clears throat> I, because I've always been that detailing orientated, I, I guess I wanted to um, incorporate detailing into that side of business because there's always going to be gaps where, you, you know, you would have nothing to do. So I thought I'd just, you know, it'd be a good side, bit of a side, um, side business where, um, it could sort of pay some bills as well, you know, uh, help pay for the workshop and then get me off the plastering tools faster. So, so I started that and, um, yeah, I, I, um, at the same time, um, I don't know how I came about it, but I was, my wife had a, uh, what she have a black Ford territory at the time. And I was just researching paint protection stuff and I came across the Swiss Wax um, products and I got talking to, to Terry down here, the, the distributor, and, um, and I started to think, I, I, just started, I just wanted some product for the car because not, not that car because that car got destroyed because she, where she was parking it, there was tree sap and all that, and I just... I just wanted to put something on it, you know, and then I just started delving a bit more into that detailing side of things. And at the same, I'm still doing the, you know, the elite muscle car stuff. And, um, yeah, I just, I thought, oh, you know, they did training, uh, Swiss Vax offered training here. And I thought, you know, it's, it was quite an investment. I thought, well, you know what, if I'm going to do something, you know, properly, I better, I'd rather, you know, invest straight off the bat, you know, I'll just go in there hard and, and invest the, my time and money into that. So, so I did the training and obviously I'm still not doing it full time at, at, at this point, but it didn't take long once because we were doing obviously these, we had um, these Camaros and these American muscle cars and I'm detailing them. And we're, and we're showing it. It's, it's going hand in hand now, and everyone's sort of seeing it. So it didn't take long for it didn't take long for the detailing side to start. And I thought, oh, hang on a second, this is actually getting bigger than than the the, the muscle car, the the parts and the muscle car thing. And at the same time, the dollar was going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So I was getting harder to buy cars from the states. Parts were becoming more expensive. And I thought, and then I thought. Oh, Maybe we'll just get into the restoration side of things. So once I'd done a few American cars, I thought I'll do some Aussie cars. So I bought a couple of Aussie cars from, I think I bought a couple from actually South Australia, from, from where you are. I bought a couple of Holdens and um, did them up and, and sold them on. Um, and the last one I bought was a HT Premier. Um, and... I, I, um, I can say, it. yeah, I, I, it sort of sat in the workshop because I got too busy with the detailing. So it got to the point the detailing took over, and I thought, well, if um, if the detailing, if if that late, if that muscle car side of the business is going to fall off, then I probably should start something new for the detailing, and that's where benzene sort of started. Um, from there, sorry, that's a, that's a long-winded uh, 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 answer or, or approach to how we how we come about, but yeah, it all sort of stemmed from from you know from one business to another. So, wow, there's yeah. a there's a fair bit to unpack in all that. <clears throat> there's a yeah. bit going on. So, um, yeah. So I'll probably I'll we'll touch back just on the the cancer side of things. So that wouldn't yeah, like you said, would have knocked you for six at at that age. 
Yeah, yeah, I was, I was 20, um, I think I was about 25, yep. so I just got married, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were probably married a year and yeah, um, just, yeah, had had some pain in the side of my, sort of the side of my tongue and just thought it was an ulcer and, and uh, yeah, without going too much detail, we just, mm. you know, we were chasing it up for a couple of weeks and had some um tests done and saw some specialists and then we finally had a biopsy and a week later he said yeah it's cancer so wow. um i had to have the the a third of um so the right side uh, a third of the right side of the tongue removed um but to do that they had to not to get into too much detail but they pretty much yeah, had yeah. to split the jaw open 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 my face up cut it out um and then, yeah, they had to actually uh, re-sort of fabricate it using the tissues and that from my forearm and the skin from my forearm and then had another graft from my leg to replace the forearm. But, yeah, um, radiotherapy, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, just, my speech, <clears throat> well, the speech isn't, you know, as good as it's, uh, it, it should be, but, yeah. It's, um, no. I'm still lucky that I can, I can speak at all. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. No, I just I wanted to touch on it because then from from copping that and then bouncing back to do what you did and then with the import and, and then the detailing. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's it, it was probably, it was probably um, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, but it was probably the thing that said, okay, well, you, you don't know what's around the corner. Mm. Um do you just sit and be happy at a desk job for the rest of your life or do you go and chase <clears throat> something that you're really passionate about, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about cars, you know what I mean? I've just, it's been in my blood since, since I was a kid, you know, and that's, and that's where the name comes from. My, my mate says he gave me <clears throat> the name because we're obviously of Italian descent and, um, and uh, because I'm just so passionate into cars and I'm always, you know, one of my mates' dad goes, like, he's got fuel in his veins. Like, he's just – and benzina in Italian. It's like benzina. Fuel is benzina, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. they used to call – my mates just – yeah, from then on, they used to call me benzene. That was just <laughs> a nickname given to me. And when I was doing the, the muscle car things, I thought, you know, I just need something – because I didn't think it was going to take off. I just thought – I'm just going to set this up separately so if the other side fails, I can just, you know, it doesn't fail that name too. So I thought I'll just throw a name to it. I'll throw a logo. I bought like a logo for like 50 bucks or something back then just to, so I could have something attached to it, you know. Yep. And then lo and behold, it's just it's blown up, you know. It blew up from there. So... Yeah, that's how yeah. that's how the actual name and and the business was born. Yeah, it was just through that. Yeah, I was going to touch back on that where the name come from, but yeah, that that makes sense. So, um, what yeah. sort of like you talk Camaros and stuff? What sort of year and that they were the sort of ones you were importing oh, back then? Yeah, so the the first one was a was a it was a I wish I could <laughs> I wish I could have kept it. It was actually a Meekum car, so it was actually on. Yeah, it was um. Mate, if you if you know me, you've probably seen already that I go straight to the top. Like I just, <laughs> I've got to have like not that I have to have the best, but I've got to you know if you're going to make an impact, or if you're going to do something, you know, you know you got to I do it big and I just go hard straight off. So yeah, we bought this car. It was um it was actually an X. It was a '69 RS SS. So it was orange, hugger orange, uh, hugger orange with a white houndstooth. It was like the best combo you could find. And I'm talking, this thing was like fully restored, like it was back in the in 1969. Big block, um, had a 396 big block in it, and it was just immaculate. So the things, if you invest in something good, you know that it will sell, you know, it will sell. Because if yep. you've got to do something that's sort of a bit rough and that, then you're not going to get <clears> – <throat> It's a harder market. So I wanted to make an impact for that business as well. That, you know, so we're doing this. This is the sort of stuff. This is the sort of cars we want to be doing. None of, no, nothing too, too much lower than that. So, um, and that one went pretty quick. And then I thought, okay, so we did, um, the next one was a, a 68 
uh, black, tuxedo black, black on black, 68 SS. And that, when we got that one in, that was the time I started the detailing thing. So that, that essentially was my first car that I fully did a full paint correction, detail, everything to it. So it was like, and it happened to be black as well. So it was a good, it was definitely a good learning curve. Um, and it was a good car to start on too. So, yeah. Did you, um, um, yeah. Did you just yeah, self, self-taught yourself or did you, how'd you learn how to polish? Yeah. Look, like I said, I did the training, but training only takes you so far. You know what I mean? So everything else is, is, yeah, up, is experience, you know, so just, and I'm fortunate enough that I've had those cars to have a, have a play on, but I've also got um, my own XW uh, Fairmont that I've had since I was, uh, since I had my license. So that's been, um, and I've been, you know, family cars as well. So I've got, I've always had some sort of car that I can test a product, test a uh, procedure or, or something on. So um, I've always pushed my cars to the limit so I don't have to, you know, so I don't uh, damage other people. So I've just had that luxury, uh, you know, which some people don't have, but, yeah, I've been just fortunate enough to to have that at my disposal, I suppose. Hmm. No, that's pretty pretty handy. And that that's what I was always going to say. Like, you seem to attract them sort of cars into your shop so yeah. is that sort of that's what you want to focus on rather than the new car market as much yeah it, it's not something that i planned it's just something that happened so um when we started getting the wheels turning for the the, the business um we were still doing a little bit of um parts because um, we thought the parts would still complement the detailing side like billet wheels, steering wheels, columns, um, accessories, or accessories and, and detailing go hand in hand. So I kept that side. So, oh, geez, I can't remember what year it was now, but it would have been about two or three years after I'd, I'd started the business. I decided the XW, um, what had happened was a, a fluoro had dropped from um, – the garage at my old house and landed on the bonnet, the, the, just the actual um, cover, and it put the smallest ding in the bonnet. So anyone else would just probably fix the bonnet, but I just went for a whole new rebuild. <laughs> so I thought, so I had that. So, <clears throat> and then what was happening, because I was doing all these cars, I was going to car shows and I was getting invested in them and I was, you know, you just want to be a part of that. So I thought, you know what, with the business is running, we're sort of doing okay. Um, let's try to go to that next level. So the XW just got a whole new refresh and we thought that would be a good way to say, look, this is Benzene's detailing now. This is what we do in regards to detailing and and then we this is what we do in regards to um, accessories as well. So... We debuted it again at the Hot Rod Show. Um, we had some big um, billet, you know, beadlock wheels on it um, from billet specialties. We had all billet accessories um, throughout the car or um, billet specialties, rocker covers, air cleaner. Um, I had all the engine base moved. Um, we respray pretty much uh, probably half the car again, um, redid the, half the interior. Um, and we just built a whole new drive line at the same time. So, um, and then when we debuted, we run top street machine uh, sedan, and we run it two years in a row. So we took it back the year after, just um, to go on one of the magazine stands, and we run it again. So it was just yeah. So that's and then obviously from there, you start you know you start talking to you know you, people see what you do, and you, you just you get. Um, like I said, I'm passionate about it. So I think people could see that that I have that, you know, passion for those sort of cars and, and for you know for for what I do. So um and then, you know, you start 
speaking to people like I don't know if you know Chris Bitmead and their ex Boss Falcon that went to um, America to to compete for the Bridlow Award. Um, yeah. You start helping start helping guys like that. Um, you know, it's uh, you, you start going into that sort of crowd, um, and then obviously you know some of that's. Yeah. Um, some of that's grand champion, yeah. so we've done happy's. Uh, we did happy's you uh, the same year, I think, the one that won grand champion. So you start doing some award winning cars, and it's just it, it snowballs from there, yeah. No, that's yeah. pretty, pretty impressive. So yeah. the the um import business, so that sort of then died off a little bit, obviously, with yeah. the dollar going up. <clears throat> make sense yeah it's it sort of just fizzled out like definitely the import side went pretty much as soon as that dollar started to change and a lot of people jumped on board as well so and you need to for that to work you need to um you need to be doing it sort of consistently as well um so and what and because i i decided to try and do some you know australian made stuff um, and restoration stuff um when I did the HT Premier, I did like a sort of half a resto on it. We did an engine swap, and but it just dragged on. It was in the workshop for too long, and it's just like, you know, I can't, you know, you don't, you know, it's not profitable just to just, you know, have them sit around and and take up space like that. So it, it when the when the detail inside took over, it, it was just a no brainer just to to let that go. Probably yeah. another one you're spewing, you sold now. The, the price oh, yeah. of them at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're all level. Um, yeah, they've all skyrocketed. Yeah, I probably could have got twice as much for all those cars now. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. So, um, so yeah, when when did you um with the? I'll probably touch on a little bit on your your services. So, what were your main services back when you first started out? Obviously, paint correction was a big one. Yeah. Um, I was probably kind of a bit silly to to not just focus on that. I I because I was trying to I guess build it up and 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 I don't know how you say it, but I was out doing mobile detailing. Like I had the workshop, but I was going out and doing just basic details at the time, and it, like. I look back at now and thought, "What well, you're an idiot. Like, what were you, you know, what were you doing? But but I learned a lot. It taught me a lot. Like the first couple of years, it, you know, I really, I really taught myself. I call it my apprenticeship. Like I gave myself an apprenticeship, <laughs> you know. I just did all the other, I did that stuff and, and I'm probably better for it now. Um, but, yeah, um, I was just doing the basic stuff until uh, all this sort of uh, – all these muscle cars and, and street machines started coming through and it, it became apparent that, you know, that's, that's what, uh, that's where I'm at. That's where, where my, my clients are. And, and I, I love doing that. It was more, you know, and then I started to say, look, to, I started not doing the, the mobile stuff anymore. And um, I said to people, you know, even to this day, I do a couple of just basic stuff, but you've got to bring them in. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, but we still do that. Like in saying that, you know, it's still. I wouldn't say that's one hundred percent of the business. Um, we're still doing the uh, obviously the ceramic coatings as well. So, um, because all these guys have got these cars, have still got daily drivers and stuff that they want, you know, paint protected and and looked after. So, I wouldn't say the street machine side takes up one hundred percent of the business. It's still sort of fifty fifty, you know, with. Uh, with ceramic coatings and, and paint protection jobs. Yep. There's such a big market over there too with street machine in WA though. I know from living there years ago, the, the street machine um, scene's pretty huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good here. It's, it, it's, um, it's always been pretty – and now now that we've got C4C, so I don't know, you've got probably something similar in South Australia where you've got um, cheaper rego. Yes. Like yeah, for the, the older yep. cars. Yeah. yeah, the Club Rego. So we've got that now. That came in and, and that's probably just spiked it all up because all these cars are coming out now. Um, people can afford to you know, license them and take them out because uh, the registration is a lot cheaper. So it's generated um, it's a lot of business for for the locals here. Yeah, I think it's I think they moved it from thirty years down to twenty five years now. So like a I think like a 
I think nearly a VT Commodore can nearly get. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, we're working on that here. We're we're at 1989 now, so we're trying to get it as a as a, a window. But um, yeah, they're, they're not budging at the moment because we've only just got it. So they're saying don't push your luck. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are working on that sliding window so we can start getting some of those early nineties. Uh, Falcons and Commodores, or whatever, even Mercs on that club bridge. So, yeah, it'll be good. Once we do that, it will help as well. Yeah. No, it's definitely beneficial. Like, I think it's $90 for 90 days or something. Like, it's crazy. So, it's. Yeah, yeah. Ours is a 75% discount. So, and you get 60, I think, 60 club and 30 private days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you talked about Swiss Facts and um, what other coatings brands? Do you use any other coatings? Yeah, so I'm uh, IGL, uh, master applicator as well. So um, I, I, um, I've tried a couple of different coatings. I've been privy to be used a couple of since, um, um, since IGL, but I, still, I find IGL just fits my, my business and me um, uh, good, I suppose. Yeah, it just fits the way I the way I do things, and 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 has good support from the suppliers as well. So, uh, with everything, marketing, and just uh, backup and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. So, I had um I had Eamon Eamon on from IGL last week. Oh nice, <coughs> yeah, cool. So yeah, no, he he was a good bloke to talk to. So. Quite industry, yeah, no, cool. uh, interesting sort of coding lineup they have with what they do commercially and yeah, yeah. It's not just uh, for for your vehicles. They've got a lot of lot of uh, stuff that you can you know use at home as well. So it's it's pretty good. So mm. and he and name is good. He's he's very contactable as well. So you know he's always there um, if you need need anything. Um, and the same as Terry from Swiss Facts as well. Um, you know, just a, a phone call or a message away, so they're pretty good. What do you find these days? Do you see still um, throw the? Because uh, I was we were talking with Dan from Detail Central about wax. Like Swiss Facts are into their wax a fair bit, so do they yeah. still apply a lot of that to these cars that you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, uh, I don't sort of push it back, the owners back on the customer, but I just sort of educate them on both. And sort of let them decide finally, but I sort of guide them as well. So um, I like to think, I mean, I use the wax on my XW, like my car, um, but I'll use uh, coatings obviously on the daily. So uh, I think it's, yeah, because some of the cars we're doing, especially for shows, they get machine polished regularly you know what i mean um not necessarily pain corrected but they like customers like to uh re refresh them you know what i mean um so if we're putting coatings on it it's harder to do that you know because you you can't be once you're coated you know you, you don't want to be stripping it back every 18 months so you can you know recode it and take it to a car show so and you know they're so that's how I sort of push it to to my customers. Um, you know, if you you know, especially if you, if they're wiping it, you know, if they're not washing it or they're maintaining it right, you know, um, yeah. So we, we do a lot of wax on on that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, more more. So we, I mean, some people insist that they want the coating, and and for for good reason. Um, they know exactly how they're going to use their car and why they want it on there and and for that i always say yes definitely let's do it you know um so but yeah like i said i, I always try and educate the customers on both and and we sort of just find a find a uh, the best solution for them and, yeah. and and their car but generally yeah we, we'll still wax the older stuff but, but um more than more the small modern stuff we'll, we'll probably push the coding so yeah no, oh, nice. Yeah, I always wondered that. Um, so you've always been on your own. You haven't had any employees. You're one man. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm on my own. I'm on my own, um, um, which is challenging <clears throat> because we're sort of probably the last two or three years. It's been 
I think I don't, not a day goes by where I think, you know, should I employ someone because it's just, um, yeah, it's full on. So um, I'm the sort of guy who likes to try and please everyone, so it's very hard to say no. Um, um, but we sort of got really understandable customers and there's, most of them are pretty um, most of them are happy to wait, you know. Um, there's pretty lengthy waiting times now. So um, it'd be nice to have someone to, to help with some of the smaller stuff. But, yeah, just finding the right person and mm. is, is very hard. Absolutely. Do you just do like um, Monday to Fridays or are you sort of like seven days a week sort of person or, or not? It, look, I'll do Monday to Friday um is guarantee uh saturday mornings i'm generally in uh, like maybe just to do some overflow or something like that um if it's a particular event coming up then my times can change uh, dramatically so i i i'll change them based on knowing what's coming up so if i know we, we've got um the hot rush show or, or something coming up then i will know that maybe that's going to be <laughs> more like a seven days sort of thing so um, and it doesn't bother me. I, I don't mind doing the extra hours as long as I know in advance what, what it is. I don't like doing them when it's dropped on me at the last minute. So, <laughs> you know, um, but, yeah, um, generally, yeah, I'm, I'm Monday to Friday um, and Saturday mornings, um, um, you know, most most weekends. So, yeah. Saturday mornings good because people, we've got, because we do a lot of those street, people can't get them out to us during the week. So some of them just take a drive. We've got a coffee shop here. They'll come. They'll have a coffee. We'll have a chat. We'll go through the car, and then we'll book a time, you know, for later on in the year. So yeah. it's always handy. I always try and push, you know, because I'm I am one man. Um, it's hard to um, it's hard to speak to everyone during the day, you know, and not get work done. So I'll always. Um, send them a text and say, look, just you know, give me to the end of the day, or if you if you want a quote, just bring it in, just give me a heads up, just so I can plan for it. So, so I'm aware of when they're coming in. Yeah. I noticed, yeah, when you, you're polishing all day, it is hard to get a break and try and chat on the phone and compared to when you're sort mm. of coding your car. That's sort of when I do some of my calls. You know, yeah. making much noise then, so. Yeah. yeah. Ah, nice. What's the, um, have you got many other details around you? Where you are? It was at Wangara, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. You know what, I, I couldn't even tell who is close to me here. I don't really, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. There probably is. There's probably, there's probably heaps, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think there's one down there. We've got the car yards aren't far, and I think there's one um, one down there. Um, I only know that because someone mentioned it to me the other day. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than the, your, your basic stuff, you know, your, the other car washes and your just your everyday stuff, yeah, I'm not too sure who else is around. Probably Malaga is probably the next. That's a 15-minute drive sort of south from here, sort of yeah. southeast. Um, and then, yeah, your next one's in Aussie Park, which is, you know, probably another, yeah, 15, 20-minute south as well. So, yeah. Yeah, well, sounds like you just stay in your own lane and worry about what you do. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, I've always always said that to you know the other detailers I speak to. I just like staying, you know, <laughs> staying in my own little. I feel like I'm in my own little, you know, zone or my own little uh, corner of the room, so to speak. <laughs> so I just keep to myself and yeah, do what I got to do. Yeah. So yeah, behind you're in the shop at the moment. So that I always say um on pretty cool shops so you've decked yours out very it's all white and it's all very clean looking yeah yeah so um th this is probably when we first did it it didn't look like this um it was pretty basic um always had the epoxy floor um and then we, we did have a two poster just behind right behind me there and it was just took up too much room so we got rid of that when we did the mez. So we did the mez about three or four years ago. And that was just really, that was just to get some floor space back because you've got, you know, all your stacking shelves and, you know, because we do a lot of car parts and stuff, you know, I've got workbenches. So we've put all that upstairs so we can just have full, 
as much space as we can on the floor. Um, <clears throat> and then that gave us the ability to put some lights up top and uh, obviously on the ceiling here and, and some lights around. But I think like most places, you know, uh, even cars you, you, and, and yourself, you have, you know, you evolve. Like I've been here nine years, so I evolved as a detailer. Um, you know, the cars we work on evolve and the workshop needs to do that too. So we're probably planning another refresh um, in the next probably six months. Um, and that's going to probably include a, um, a scissor lift. Um, I've been putting it off for too long now. And uh, mm. your knees are getting a bit... Knees are getting a bit sore, so um, <laughs> I've got to put I've got to put something in to to help me there and to help with the undercarriages because um at the moment I'm just using another hoist for the when we do the undercarriages, but yeah I want to have it, have my own in here, so yeah, yeah. so we'll probably do that and I'm looking at just some the lights are good, but I think um, to be honest I like some. They're good for this display, but I actually like um, using my little scan grip when I'm correcting. Um, so these these ones do work good for that. But yeah, um, I want to do something a bit more. I guess uh, that's that's helps a bit better with that sort of side of things too. So yeah, no, nice. I know because your lights on the wall behind you, mine are very similar, but. Yeah, I find I don't have enough light down the side of the wall, like lower. So that's sort of why yeah. I still wear a headlamp just for for correction and stuff. So yeah, yeah. These ones to the right, they're not as I've got. I don't know if you can see the ones at the back there. They're actually quite heaps more powerful than these ones here, and they're, they're quite good. But they only run down one side, so that's why the next the in the next build we're going to put some. Um, on the opposite side as well. So um, we're probably going to have to hang them, hang them down from, because we don't want to intrude to, because it's good to see the cars from above too when we're on the mez. Yeah. So we don't want to try to, um, we don't want to um, block your view. Put them in the, in the, yeah, block that view. So yeah. Yep. But um, even these, these ones here were good, um, the fluoros, but <clears throat> I think the wider panels might work a bit better. Yeah. So, no, nice. Oh, yeah. It's good that you mentioned the scissor lift. So they're quite popular, and yeah, I think we hear that a lot. Once you once you get one, you'll probably never look back. You wish you had years. Yeah, ago. yeah. I've I've been I've been putting it back for so long. Um, um, we just yeah had to spend some money on some other stuff recently. So it's just yeah, it's always one of those things. You go, oh, that that one can wait, then that one can wait. But yeah, can't wait much longer. I <laughs> think or else I'll be um. Having knee operations soon. Yay. All right. Yeah, no, you definitely <laughs> definitely I'm the same actually. I wish I had one. So but yeah. Um probably one of my other questions, is there anything that we could improve our industry? I know you might not focus on it too much, but have you noticed much in your time in what's changed um, or what look, needs to change? Look, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with what's been said recently in regards to training. <clears throat> I think training is one thing. Um, but it's always easy to say training um, is something that we should be looking at, but implementing it's another thing. So I think, you know, we probably need to look at how we can implement training, you know, whether it's via TAFE, um, you know, as a course at TAFE or as it does a link on to like um, a painting apprenticeship, you know, spray painting apprenticeships or something like that, you know. So, um, because, you know, there's all these other private training sessions and all those sort of things, which are good, and and um, don't get me wrong, they're all, they're all good. But if you want something that's going to be sort of accredited, I suppose, we sort of need to go down a more official, you know, path, I think. So trying to implement that is, yeah, that's probably the most challenging bit and probably what needs to be looked at. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree there. It's sort of lacking and... Even when I started, I only learnt from a spray painter as well. So that's sort of part of a spray painting. You, you do, I think, you do a bit of wet sanding and finishing off with a polisher, but that's yeah. very basic in that in that field. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can't see why it can't be more like you know they can't that that sort of things. One expand on that, or they expand on that at TAFE as an apprenticeship, or have it as a standalone you know course 
or something, you know. Um, so it can be all above board and, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you still um, still use a rotary? Are you much into that with your? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, um, I've always used the rotary. Look, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that says I, I'm a rotary guy. I'm not. I probably the the DA is probably always my go-to, but um, I think there's a purpose for it in specific jobs. Yeah. So um, my son will come in today, and and he he's going to be helping, and I'll I'll start him on that too so he gets to it's like driving a manual car isn't it it's really it's like you know, you know you've, yeah. got to, you've got to make sure they can drive the you know the hard one first and then yeah. and then do the easy one later so yeah i definitely use it um um probably use the small one the little the roots the nano i'll use that on rotary quite a bit um for tight spots um and then yeah i'll always use the um you know for specific jobs i'll use it but um, sometimes I'll just test myself and think, uh, I'll see if I can cut this to, with the DA as fast or as, as efficient. And most of the times I can. So I, I'll just jump back onto the onto the DA. Yep. <clears throat> are you into more wool or microfiber or, or are you still in? No, nah, I like, <clears throat> no, nah, microfiber. I like the, um, Swiss, uh, not the, um, the Roops pads, the Roops um, microfiber. Um, the blend, no, the blend ones, the wool, the wool. Yep. They're, they're, yeah, which ones are like the wool? They're sort of a blend, aren't they? The blend of, yeah. I think, different yeah, sorts of the, the white, the white, sort of white and blue ones, so, yeah. Yep. No, which ones they are. These ones. Yeah, yeah, I got, yep, yeah. them, yep. I always get confused. Yeah, it says wool polishing pad, but yeah, yeah. I think there's different Sometimes sorts of wool. Thinking, yeah. yeah, that's right. So when you think of wool, you think the big fluffy wool, but yeah, no. <laughs> those I find those ones there are quite good um, and finish down well. Um, so yeah, I like those ones no, for no. cutting. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I might get into our six stage questions. So I managed to send them to you, which was good. Yeah. Um, your first ever detailing job? Um, yeah, I have to say that's probably my that '68 Camaro I did. Even though it's sort of my car, it was probably my first, you know, full on job, you know, to to do and sort of uh, um, yeah present, I suppose, as as part of the business. So yeah, mm. what what better way was, to start than on '69? Yeah, black 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 '68. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> is that car still around, you reckon? It's actually, it should be where you are, mate. I think we to, <laughs> I sold it to some local and he sold it to someone in uh, South Australia. Oh. So, yeah. I got, I got a red one from over there, but it's not black. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, your favourite polisher? Probably talked about. Um, the, no, well, I'm probably... I know this probably sounds a repetition, but that the PXE eighty, the little the little flex. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just um yeah, you just find it in your hand more often than not, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. That. I've got that penciled for um next fin- <laughs> next financial year apparently. So Yeah, nah, it's good. It's uh I've had, I haven't um I haven't I've got the groups um uh called one I don't think I've taken it out of the, the cupboard um, since I bought it. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, that's a good, good machine. Very handy, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. Um, your dream car, you, what's your dream car? You've probably already got it still. Well, yeah, like obviously I'm happy with the cars that I've got. I've got obviously an XY, an XW, and, and uh, I'm building a 34 hot rod too at the moment. So, but I think if I had to have a choice um i'd love to have an original one like i don't have an i've got mine and modified so i'd love to have like an original xw xy ho or i'm a bit of a ferrari fan so like a, maybe a, a 355 i still like the old stuff better than the new stuff so yeah like a nice 355 ferrari is probably my i'd love to have one of those in the shed one day yeah so the you've been a ford guy is that from your dad is it or yourself? yeah yeah, yeah. 
No, nah, yeah, for my dad. Yeah, he's always been um, he's been forward and has been drummed into me from a <clears throat> from a young age. So it's always forward, forward. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of my mates, um, give me give me give me crap when I because I've I've bought a couple of holdings over the last three or four years because um, I think <clears throat> the older you get, the more you appreciate everything else. You know, I mean, I've always appreciated them, but yeah, it's always those. Anything old or that sort of era, you know, seventies is um is a is a cool classic and I love them. Yeah. So yeah, but it's definitely yeah, always fun. <laughs> yeah. No, nice. Um, your favourite detailing tool or product? Um, I, I'll probably have to say my light, my little scanning grip. I like, you know, um, just find always having, always using that. You know, it's always handy and. No matter what, um, you, you can't you can't fix what you can't see. So I like it. Yeah, it's I can always get get down and put it in an area where you know other lights can't reach. So yeah, it's probably my one of my favourite ones. You can never have enough light. Um, that's nah. for sure. So and the biggest um, biggest tip for a detailer starting out. Oh, I didn't think I wrote any of that. Um, I think you need to sort of see past your first year or two or three years. Like you need to sort of think how long you're going to be, you're going to be doing it and see what your, I guess, what your end goal wants to look like. Um, and you need to start planning for that at the beginning. You know what I mean? Um I sort of winged it. I probably did it the most stupidest way. Like I just sort of just went about it and I thought I'd let I'd find my way and I did, but it took took a while, you know what I mean? And I probably made a lot of stupid mistakes in those first two or three years. Um, it's probably like I said before, it's it's made me probably better for it. But I think you can cut them out. You don't need to do that. Like if you know sort of where you want to be, what you want to be doing from the start, um, you really need to, yeah, focus on that from the start, you know. Um, make, make a plan. Speak to, you know, accountants or financial advisors and other detailers and just, just make a good plan of attack, I think, before you start um, quitting your job or, or you know, getting – going deep into it. So, yeah, just um, it's always good to, to to have some sort of target there. Yep, good business plan or, or set some goals. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and also your interests outside of detailing. Um, well, obviously, yeah, motorsports. I'm, I'm a massive motorsport fan. Um, all motorsports, MotoGP, Formula One, supercars, um, yeah, I watch most of it, all of it, even uh, some GT racing. Um, uh, obviously, a bit of an AFL fan as well. I'm a Collingwood supporter. I know I'm in Perth, but uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a Magpies fan, so don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> um, going to the car events with you know with customers and stuff like that. It's always good to you know go there and and experience the shows and cars with them as well so anything that's sort of automotive related i'm i'm sort of always around that too so yeah and um <clears throat> just start this youtube channel as well so that's my next my next pet project i suppose and my my next uh um i don't know next thing that's going to take up most of my time i think <laughs> <laughs> i was going to get to that so yeah that and yeah um podcast you're also on that one with remote yeah related. yeah yeah, so Talking Power is a podcast that um, I mate Nick started many, many years ago, and we've always been friends. And because obviously we're both motorsport fans, um, we've always sort of helped each other out in in regards to. I do some charity events here as well every year for Cancer Council, so um, we sort of try and tie our our love for our motorsport and cars into all these events as well to sort of give back to the community. So I said to him that I'd give him a hand with that this year um, where we talk about uh, all things motorsport. And uh, and then obviously the Benzines uh, YouTube channel's um, up and running now. Um, 
we're probably showing another side of the business that you don't sort of see on Facebook or Instagram. It's more, um, yeah, um, we do a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff and and uh, a bit more in-depth look at some of the cars that we, we, we get to do. Because there's a bit of work, a bit of work in all that, that YouTube stuff. Uh, man, you should know. I mean, just doing the podcast, oh, you know, when yes. you start having to buy cameras, uh, bloody microphones, and then you've got to research all this stuff. It's like starting a detailing business all over again. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like, uh, you don't really – you think when you start, oh, we just do a little bit, but then you go, oh, you know, maybe I should just get a better camera or this, and then you just start, you know, um, and then you start looking at editing and computers and, man, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big thing. It's, it's, it's no like it is. It's like if you put it in, like, doing detailing, it's, it's, you could start off with a sponge and a bucket, but then you realise that you need a polisher, a, a light, a, you know, <laughs> this product, that product, and, and, and a snowballs, you know, and then if you really want to do it well, you need a lot of a lot stuff more. and a lot and a lot of education too. You need to educate yourself on how to shoot and how to edit, you know. So it's, it is another, it's another uh, job in itself. So, mm. yeah, I get yeah. asked. Like, it, yep. No, go for it. Yeah, I get asked why I don't do this on YouTube and for that fact alone, it's it's a lot of work with the camera setups and um, they do it well in America, but I'm like, it's a lot of work on top of what I'm already doing and, yeah, yeah. so it's um it's next level when you do that, so. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you don't realise until you start doing it, you know, and then especially once you see what, like, I, I'm, I'm just a noob in regards to editing and stuff and then I've got, we just did one. <clears throat> we did a video last year for the road to Claremont, which we did um, behind the scenes for two weeks here in the shop. So I was detailing, trying to film. I had Nick from Talking Power filming as well, and because it was so large, we gave it to another friend of ours who's um, done a lot of YouTube stuff um, because race car, and he edited it for us. And then to see his edit compared to my edits after that, you know what I mean? You could see the difference, you yeah, know, with someone that knows what they're doing, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big job. But, um, you know, I, it's, it, I wouldn't do it if I didn't sort of like enjoy enjoy it. Or I like a bit of a challenge and I, it's something new as well because, you know, once you start – once you're comfortable detailing cars and stuff, then you can, you know, that's what I've never done it sooner because I've always wanted <clears throat> not to be a distraction. So I'm always want to focus on the job first, of course. And then, so now that I've sort of got my head around that and I know that I can do them, the jobs, you know, um, I can work around the, the, the filming of them as well now. So, yeah. What was the, the, with the last video, what was the story behind that one? So, uh, our local show here is called the Hot Rod Street Machine Spectacular. Um, so that's our, our main indoor show. And I had three cars debuting um, all at the same show, and I had all three of them in the shop for the two weeks prior. So I was working very different levels of, of what they needed, um, but we went through that all in the video. So we showed everything that sort of um, – what, what they needed, um, how we did it. So not so much how we did it because it was hard to, to show that, but we um, we spoke to the owners as well, like gave their, gave, get their perspective as well. Um, and uh, I had uh, from Motorex, we had a car over, uh, one, of the, one of the 34 hot rods over. Um, so we had that here too as well. So a fourth car just the day before the show. So we tried to... Try to just capture what goes on behind the scenes in the two weeks, you know, here with the customers and then at the show and their results. So put up all their awards and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty good. It went for an hour. The, the whole the whole video is an hour long. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty – again, I do when I do, <laughs> when I do something, I do it big from the start. So – and that was my first time actually sitting in front of the camera and – talking to myself so you know it's 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 a bit weird when you first do it for the first time i thought um it's still weird now when i do it you know um talking to yourself but yeah it's um they say it gets easier after a few so we'll see 
Apparently, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of content to, um, to then get an hour out of. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it looks, it's, it's, it's very raw. And I did say that from the start when we did it because I just, I just wanted to, again, it was the first one we did. And I just wanted to see what we could do. I thought, we're doing, I've got the cars, I've got the opportunity to show something. Um, I, I rang Nick and said, look, this is what I want to do. I rang Brendan from Because Race Car and I said, look, you're going to have to help out with this one. And he said, yep, yeah, cool. Um, so we just, it was hard because I, I wasn't shooting a lot. I was shooting a little bit, but Nick was coming in after work. Um, so it's, it's sort of choppy. It's sort of a bit all over the place, but Ed, uh, Brendan ma- managed to just make it all sort of tie in as well. So we probably missed some things. But it's, um, it probably gives us the scope to do it later on down the track too when we do it again. So um, it was quite a big big effort. So it, it's um, but um, it came out not bad for the first one anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I was going to say, obviously, you're planning on a few more. Is it around car-based, like what you have in the shop or is it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't want to be entirely detailing-based. Um, but so, so if you jump on the channel, you'll see we've got – so we've got a couple of areas. So I want to do events. So I'm going to cover our local events as well. Um, we've already got a couple of them up there. Um, I did so. I basically use the events as my. I just bought a new camera, so I thought I'm just going to go test it. My new gimbal and just walked around and just just got a feel for things. So that was good. Um, and then I'm going to start. Um, uh, and this is why I started it because I want I wanted something for my customers to go. And see how to how to do stuff because my voice is very limited at the best of times. So I want to be able to say like once they pick up the car, especially after coding or something, look, jump on our YouTube channel and there's a full. This is how we we, we want you to maintain your vehicle. So we've done like a basic how to wash maintenance guide on there. So I want to do a couple of small little tutorials like that. Um, so we've just got a couple of them up at, at the moment as well. Um, and then obviously the next one was to, we, we get so many nice cars through here, like so many cool cars. Um, and we put photos up on obviously Facebook and Instagram. Um, but it only sort of shows like sort of one bit of it. So we want, want, I want people to be able to hear them as well. A lot of people saying, oh, I wonder what that sounds like, you know, so We'll start them up, you know, we'll do a walk around with them um, and they can get a different perspective. And then we'll throw in, <clears throat> overlay some of the work we've done as well. So if it's been a pain correction, <clears throat> we'll show the 50-50s um, during that and it's better to see by video as well. Um, we just did an EBGT a few weeks back. That literally looks like a barn find. It was in the shed for 14 years. Oh, right. So with massive 50-50 on that, and you can just see a massive difference. And it's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just an, another, I guess, another, you know, um, display component for the business and um, and just what we're about, yeah. It's a bit of a form of advertisement, showing what you can actually do. Um, and if someone's yeah. not... Yeah. Like on the fence, like, oh, I'm not sure if to book it in. Or maybe you might go with someone else. You go, well, jump over and I'll show you what we actually do. This is what yeah, the, yeah. the results be. 100%. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. yeah I've thought about them, um, like, doing some maintenance videos, like maintenance sort of how to yeah. look after your car. So I've thought of – because we do some products, sell some after, and people are like, oh, how do we use this? And you sort of have to quickly show them. You're like, I probably need to yeah. do a video and send it to them. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's what the intention is going forward. But you know, when you've got cool stuff coming through, there's it's it's a no brainer to to show that to everyone else as well. Mm. No, do you think the I know YouTube's I don't know I haven't really seen it kick off too much here in Australia with um, detailing. I know there's a couple of guys doing it, but you think it's probably the way forward in the next few years? Oh. I don't know, man. Honestly, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. But the way I look at it is, if um, if it does take off, well, at least I've started. You know what I mean? So you know, it's it's better to be, you know, uh, there's never a good time to start something, is it? You know, 
when you so just just have a crack and if it works it works if it takes off you know yeah. um it's good if not there's always that platform for for customers to come back to and and look at it and, and at least for the tutorial side of things you know so um yeah that's why we sort of you know there's three probably aspects to our our channel um so we can cover cover a lot of the bases there um, yeah, yeah I hope it. I hope it. Yeah, I hope it takes off. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I just know there's a lot of work involved. That's all. Even back in the it day is, when I yeah. used to make videos, it's like far out. You need a lot of content. To, yeah. To produce. Yeah, it is. It's so many it's, minutes. It's, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, we might um might wrap it up, but yeah, no, it's been a good chat. So um. No, no worries, mate. Thanks for making the time. What do you What do you got on today there? Uh, what have we got on today? So we've got that 300 series is going today, and I think I've got actually I've got to go a little motorbike. I've got to just behind the XY here. <clears throat> I've got to get onto that. So it's just some Ducati classic that we're doing. Um, done a couple of times, and yeah, that's it for today. Yeah, no, get the young boy in here. We get him start polishing the XY, so he can start learning, learning a few things. Hopefully, he can help me out. <laughs> yeah, start him young. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, nice. All right, we'll wrap it up and um yeah, oh, thanks for your time. And how can anyone contact you, mate? Um yeah, uh, I'm on Insta, Facebook, um yeah. Uh YouTube. There's there's more or, or website www you know benzinedetailing.com.au. Um everything's there, so yeah. No, nice. Always happy to answer any questions anyone has. Um, yeah, don't be shy. Yep. Yeah, no, he's very. His um, Insta page is very impressive. What he, what he can do and what he, what he um, brings through the door. So it's it's pretty cool. So. All right. Well, um, we better go and do some work, mate. No worries. Sounds All good. Right. <laughs> Thanks everyone for Thanks, listening, mate. and um, we'll chat to you soon. So, cheers, Johnny. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Bye. Ciao. That was another episode of the Detailing Down Under podcast. Subscribe now for everything auto detailing in Australia.